0: You ready yes all right welcome to another episode of the dog town podcast this is episode five
1: so five that's awesome
0: my name is tito i'm robbie and uh how you doing robbie I'm welcome doing back
1: good. yeah thanks man so yeah, okay
0: great. you did something really cool this weekend
1: yeah it was awesome this weekend we did um we were able to do sessions up at earthwork harvest gathering yeah up north and yeah so for those of you that don't know um harvest gathering is this awesome festival uh that's put together by earthwork music collective and a lot of really awesome people including um seth bernard who's this person who i'm we did a session with seth yeah um i'm like have nothing session but respect is so good. Yeah, yeah i i love he's one of my favorite people now and so it's really really great to be able to work with him and to um work with everybody out there this huge team that puts it on and everybody's just really on top of their stuff and is
0: seth how you got connected seth is it? how i got connected okay with
1: yep um And yeah, and so the, if you watch this session with Seth, you'll see a kind of energy that, that he brings to his music and that, that was so present this whole weekend with the, with the whole crew, with everybody with, it just seemed like so many of the musicians up there really had this appreciation for music and, in a really deep way that wasn't yeah. just like this is what we do to get drunk wow. it was a completely opposite it was like this is what we do to to grow as people this is wow. what this is what our culture so needs. so just really good vibe. Do you know what i mean yeah. yeah this really i really have nothing but respect for yeah. everything that they're doing
0: so okay so walk me through kind of what dog towns like what you guys did at the session was it just all recording sessions or? so we
1: we were up there and we did um We would get in touch with artists who were playing and we would, um, just find them and connect when they had some free time in
0: between sets and stuff Yep, and
1: go and do a quick dog town session. Like we did a session in a yurt. We did a session in, there's this cool bus that was, uh, that is used as a vintage clothing store. Oh, and there was a, yeah, there's a really awesome, it's an outdoor festival. Yeah. The the whole festival is outdoors. Yep. Yeah. You were saying it was
0: kind of like, um,
1: Woodstock yeah so it's like yeah that kind of it's like outdoor kind of vibe. Yeah. outdoor music the whole time I mean I don't know what the vibe of Woodstock is like I think it's like the kind of thing where yeah it's it, it becomes what people make it sure, and so right, but, right. It's, yeah. but yeah it's this outdoor music festival um with just cool like not only is there music but there's also cool workshops like that are just really like just it's amazing that they had um like workshops about like climate change racial equity gender um, all of these things wow, that, yeah. that are discussions that they're starting. It's like, that's what I want to be around, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, those those are discussions that are happening alongside the music. And right. It's, it
0: wasn't just music. It was like a whole life. Yeah,
1: it was. That like,
0: yeah, totally. You got to experience together with like a community.
1: Yeah, so. That's amazing. So check that out if anybody's listening. And probably a lot of people in Grand Rapids knows what it is. But if yeah. you don't, check it out online and go next year for sure. And you recorded... How 11 many? artists 11 artists up 11 there. yeah definitely it was great we we're just jumping from from one to another and like yeah it was this kind of like whirlwind of like scheduling and like okay yeah can we meet then yeah i'll try yeah. to text you if i get service and like Jeez. it was just, it was that and we kind of knew that going into it that it was just going to be this kind of like whirling dervish of like stuff going on whirling like tornado of excitement And instead of trying to, instead of trying to be a rigid and make a schedule and like kind of, we just, you just have to jump into it and just like jump right in and be like, okay, let's do a session here now. (laughs) You live for that. Yeah. Oh, totally. I I know Robbie. Yeah. He's just, that makes him come
0: alive. Definitely. Yes.
1: I love that. 11. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Man. So on the previous episode, you said that your goal was 50. I said,
1: yeah, I said 50 for the year. That's going to be really close. It is. Yeah. And I don't, Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm a little bit, I don't know if these count towards the 50. What? I'm I'm in this place where I don't know if I'm just being hard on myself or if I'm being like self, you know, too, just too hard. But it's (laughs) like, I don't, I. So you might not count it. I might not count. I don't know. I don't know why I'm being hard about that. You did the work. But I did... I did. Yeah, I did... Uh, That's okay. Whatever you want to do I'll, with we'll it. We'll see. I, mean, I don't... We'll see how the it's math... It's still a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. I'm hap- I'm so happy that we did it. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe we'll the see. goal is 60 then.
1: Yeah, maybe. We'll see how it I works out. We'll <laughs> do some math and see what comes out. Yeah. Of it. Nice. Yep. Great weekend, though.
0: So the... Just to recap the the format of this podcast is... We do alternating episodes... Where one week Robbie would think of a topic of discussion, put some forethought into it, and then we discuss it. And then the next episode, I would do the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the previous episode, Robbie talked about figuring out what type of yardsticks we were using to measure our success. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really great episode. If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely do that because it really it really says a lot about what we feel as dogtown as like individuals like what we're striving for as artists trying to figure out really what where we define our success through Mm -hmm. how did you feel about your episode in how you presented everything do you have any other additional
1: thoughts that you want to add to it or were you pretty happy with the discussion. Yeah, I really liked what I think it was just a really fun and really important thing to talk about. Um, one thing that I thought of uh, like after it was finished is another way to say it would be like to um, to say like what kind of currency are you putting value in? Yeah. So like um, so like one thing that I to go back to the story of when I had a video that got really viral and then it wasn't really fulfilling to mm-hmm. me. Um, another way to look at that is like, I put a lot of value into this currency of likes and followers and shares, and right. then I got a lot of likes or followers or whatever. And then it, I went to like cash in that and I realized I couldn't really get anything with it. Hmm. I couldn't cash that in for fulfillment. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but if you're, if you're putting your value, if you're trying to collect other forms of currency, you can cash those other types of things in for a lot more fulfillment a lot of times. Yeah. And um, and I just think that that's another another way to, to look at it is what what currency are you using what kind of what coins are you collecting mm. in that way you yeah
0: know? yeah whether it's like yardsticks or or currency you know f- for us it was you know what do we want to be doing with the hours yes, of our day exactly yeah um it, it it could be so many things like how many songs you want to finish how many sessions you want to do mm-hmm. anything um, but I think doing that just gives you more intention in what you want to achieve. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, too. So this episode, um, what I want to talk about is introduce the listeners to the space. Awesome. Okay. So I want to introduce the studio because this is where we're recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. Majority of our sessions are recorded here for the most part, mm-hmm. I would say. And a lot of your creative thoughts and ideas were born here. Yeah. I mean, would you say that it was?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The space is like very, yeah, it's a very important place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's almost like, you know, in every, when you're telling a story, you have to set up the scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The exposition, you know, trying to answer the who, the what, the five W's basically. Yes. And... So that's my goal for this episode. And I think certain parts of it, I can see stemming to a completely standalone episode itself. Cool. But um, hopefully this gives us the, a big overview of what this room looks like. Yeah. You know, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I've broken it up into four different sections. And I cool. found four F letters. Oh, To break up the sessions. Oh, okay. Alliteration. So, yes. Great. Um, four, four sections. I want to talk about foundation, form, function, and then we'll close it out with feel. Oh, okay. okay. That's, uh, yeah, so,
1: now we're going places. Yeah.
0: Good. There's a structure to this, Rob. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is awesome. Yeah.
0: I felt like I was doing a book report. Yeah. When I was putting this mm-hmm. together and it was, it, hopefully it, it comes together. Yeah. So the first uh, section, we're going to talk about foundation. And okay, basically, cool. it's just a, a brief history of where we are. Yes. Um, you know, where it's located within the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, mm-hmm. and what type of things are around this this area. Um, so the address is 240 Front Avenue, Southwest Grand Rapids. Yes. And it's basically right off of downtown. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's Off of right. Wealthy Street yep. um, mm-hmm. for the locals. I'm not sure... Who exactly will be listening to this? Yeah. So I want to explain it in a way where, if someone doesn't know the city of Grand Rapids, they can kind of get an idea. Yeah, definitely. You know, Grand Rapids is a semi-small big city. Yeah. Where there's a lot of development going on downtown with buildings, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them skyscrapers, but yeah, they, there's definitely a skyline.
1: There, it's yeah. getting there. Um. They don't quite scrape the sky. Yeah. They're, in the vicinity of it's, the sky. It's trying to reach. They're it's reaching getting, for the sky. Reaching for the sky. Approaching the sky.
0: A lot of big dreamers in Grand Rapids yeah. and it's it's growing really fast. Mm-hmm. So um this building is located on the outskirts. Yeah. Uh, the
1: outskirts of the inskirts. So like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like
0: very well in
1: downtown. Yeah, it's but in it's, downtown,
0: but it's the outer in it's not quite it's, center of downtown. Yeah. Right. Um so,
1: do you know how big this building is? I looked this up. Do I? How yeah. did you look this up? I
0: looked it up, Robbie. I'm doing research. I don't.
1: Here. Yeah, I have no clue how big this build. How did like how how do you go about looking up something like this?
0: Well, I, I it was like real estate. Oh, really? Type oh website. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I I would uh, many mi- square feet. Yes. I bet you're going to tell me a number of square feet. That's true. Okay. I don't. So
0: know. this building is 57,446 square feet wow and it was built in 1900
1: that is crazy i didn't know this yeah. i love this podcast <laughs> you like all the
0: research right yes. now yes yeah so this building sits right by the grand river mm-hmm. um how would you explain the grand river to be it's, it's just like the main river yeah this a
1: big river running right through the yeah. town yeah
0: you know there's like three or four main bridges that yeah it goes through but mm-hmm. the grand river there's this old train track bridge, yeah, right behind your studio. Like uh-huh. you can look out the window of this studio right now and see it. Yeah, um, uh, we actually did some sessions there. Yeah, which, where you which can session? See Jordan Hamilton. Jordan Hamilton. You'll see the check out that video and you'll see what we're talking about. It's kind of like this rusty old.
1: Yeah, it's really cool looking old rusty train bridge. We just did another session that we can see it a lot better. Uh, Jonathan Moody, you can see that's the train bridge really well
0: yeah um so in the outskirts of the inskirts of the town mm-hmm. there's this small industrial i would say industrial area yeah where this building is located uh-huh. um when i first got here one of the biggest things i noticed was like on the other side of the street there's this like scrap
1: yard yeah it's a huge recycling plant
0: yeah yeah just found that out i mm-hmm. looked that up it's a recycling center. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like some scrap yard or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a recycling center. There's like dry ice storage on one side. Yep. There's there's a bunch of different little industrial type things. Yeah. In, yeah. in this like street. In this area. Yeah. 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 The the other thing that I looked up, the building right across from us. Do you know what that is?
1: The Hyde, uh, Grand Rapids Hyde.
0: Yeah. So I thought it was completely abandoned because there's you don't really see any life in there. Mm, yeah. I don't see uh, any people going in or out of that building. Oh, okay. So across from this building where which houses Dogtown Studio, mm-hmm. there's the Grand Rapids Hide Company and reading from their website in 1862 Michigan was known for trading posts dotted along the Grand River. So Grand oh, River okay. was a huge trading post area. Really? For uh, like
1: for like beaver skin or something, anything. Or was it? Okay. I mean
0: lumber, because it was. You could transport a lot of products, yeah. I guess. Yeah, just that's, so it was I just guess. huge in trade. Oh wow! So um. Uh, so it was known for the trading post dotted along the Grand River, and this company, Grand Rapids Hide Company, is one of the few full-service hide brokers left in the state. Really? So leather like yeah. huge pieces of leather I, yeah i see there's them not out there that, i guess there's yeah. not that many left i didn't know that i and see them
1: out there with they always have like a lot of deer carcasses Deer, like leather. really yeah whoa it's yeah you see them yeah and smell them oh wow <laughs> yeah that's crazy It's in the back like it's a bit's back here yeah
0: but so there's definitely stuff going on in this area yeah um
1: and I think that it's like I'm thankful for like Padnos the the recycling center that's mm-hmm. it's called Padnos Recycling Center and it's like there's um on the other side of Padnos from us there's another big industrial building like this called Tango Foot. Did you look up Tango Foot? No, I haven't. Um seen, I haven't so Tango Foot was uh it's another big building that's like comparable in size and probably comparable in age. Mm-hmm. Too. Um, did you hear the train? I don't know. I hope that people in the podcast can hear yeah. the train because um, that is just passing by right now. They can definitely hear yeah. it. Yeah. Good. Um, so, Tanglefoot. So, Tanglefoot was a f- uh, fly, you know, that fly glue, like a fly. It was like a fly glue pat- patch. Yeah. Or like you can lay it down and then it like traps the flies on this glue. Yeah. Um, And it was like something that, that, was made here in Grand Rapids back in the day. Mm. And the factory was right in that building. Yeah. And it still has a big Tanglefoot logo on it. But now it houses a lot of artists' studios similar Whoa. to this. Yeah. And my um, my former housemate, Aline Alinguera, she um, makes amazing screen or like linoleum prints or woodcut, woodblock prints. Yeah. And her studio is over there. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of us with studios like this in this right. area and um and it's an the west side of, of grand rapids is getting gentrified and like developed really quickly mm. and um and we're we say that padnos is like what's saving us because that's that big recycling plant is kind of what's keeping the development from happening around here because it's oh, like because they don't, it's like scrap you know, metal and yeah they don't want to put a, a a new brewery or something right next to the scrap metal yard you know what i mean yeah and so i'm happy that that's there and i hope that it stays there as long as it can because probably the longer that stays there the longer we'll be able to stay here
0: yeah Um, that's a great segue with is it tanglefoot you said tanglefoot yeah this
1: is not something that i could find do you know what this building used to be i think it used to be a um a leather plant i've heard that it used to be a leather plant as well okay because and I don't know if you can see this, but the floors in here are slightly slanted okay. and in different parts of the building you can see it a little bit better. but the floors are slightly slanted and I've I this is just something I heard from one person once but yeah they said that that um, was it for drainage for draining mm. for blood or whatnot yeah um, yeah wow. but I, I think it I think it might have been different things at different points. but I know that for the for the recent like since like the 80s mm-hmm. I, I think, it has been a, um, a place like it is now for artists and bands yeah. and a, kind of a, a space that has been used in that way because I, um, it has a long history, a long relatively recent history um, since like the 80s, whatever, 90s, of having bands come out of here, having bands practice in here, mm-hmm. having like, I've heard stories of like, I've heard o- older folks say like, yeah, like back in the 80s, there was a huge party when we saw a band playing there. In this and building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this building. And I guess there used to be a, a band uh called 240 Front that would practice here. Whoa. And that would, yeah. And I um yeah, so I've heard a lot of stories about like yeah. legendary bands, legendary parties that took place in here. That's
0: so cool. Yeah. So it's
1: been a while for a while
0: this has been a, a space for artists. Yeah. You know, so this fifty seven thousand square foot building is now sectioned off into different rooms, different studios mm-hmm. that artists and like different disciplines yeah. are. You know, so like in kind of talking about the foundation, just like this whole area, there's like this history of whether it's production or recycling or su- stuff is happening.
1: Stuff is, ha- yeah, stuff's getting made. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, that's not sound effects that we added. That was a train That's yeah, that's going by. Yeah. That might ruin your recording session, but you know what? Yeah. There it is again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it Did sounds like it? we just planted like railroad, yeah. <laughs> like Apple loops. Right. Yeah, um, Sample. So it's just like, there's this like hustle and bustle kind of thing yes, going definitely. on in this area. Mm-hmm. And later on, that's what we're going to talk about with the feel. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if uh, for the locals in Grand Rapids, everybody's aware that Grand Rapids is known as Beer City now yeah but Mm -hmm. back then uh you know this it was called the furniture city Mm -hmm. and that goes in line it's like i'm just imagining this area or even this whole Mm -hmm. spot it's just like crazy amount of production happening here when it comes to furniture um there's this um, website that i found an article it's on the culture it's written by tim Marklew. um so the 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 article is called Michigan, uh, Grand Rapids was once known as Furniture City. I'll read a little bit of it. Okay. Cool. Um, it was known to many as Furniture City. At its height, it was home to more than 40 furniture, furniture companies and had global reputation for manufacturing and selling fine wood furniture. But how did this small city in West Michigan become America's furniture city? Um, and it basically just keeps talking about how, like, it became a prominent center for furniture. Mm-hmm. I think, I want to say like a lot of Grand Rapids with art prize and art in general, I feel like that's like shockwaves from this like furniture thing. There's yeah. a big focus in art architecture. That makes There's sense. There's something there. Do you think that yeah, that totally that makes would sense. be the case?
1: Yeah, it's like the great grandchildren of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the art, the artisan it's feel still is still part of, uh, part of the genealogy. And now that of this building place, is yeah.
0: still like, artists yeah Um, and it even got to a point like grand rapids it's crazy grand rapids um, a lot of the companies showed up at the philadelphia centennial international exhibition in philadelphia 1876 and they won all these awards so basically grand rapids was just like the mecca of furniture to the point where they created this furniture manufacturers association and any furniture Gets stamped with this trademark. Oh, okay. So if you're listening to this, it's like this triangle. It's actually like really bright orange, mm. and it says "Made in Grand Rapids." You know, uh, registered trademark. Wow. And it got to a point where it was so well known that like if you got furniture in Grand Rapids, it was like that was a thing. You had wow. You had good stuff. That people would steal that that really little logo. Oh really? They would put it on their own furniture, <laughs> and like people would start suing, like Grand Rapids companies in that association would start suing because, wow, they were trying to sell like, this.
1: They were trying to like fake it. They were trying yeah, to, yeah.
0: Like, but it's just so funny how this pride made in Grand Rapids yeah. it became like a thing. This yeah. huge thing. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. So now. Let's go to the next section. So I talked about foundation and uh-huh. a little bit of a history. Yeah. Um, let's talk about form. Okay, cool. So what this place looks like. Yes. Right. This building, uh, I said it was broken up into different spaces. Majority, yeah. there's a few recording studios here. Yep. Do you know how many by any chance? Oh, Three or
1: four? There's Amberlet Audio. Mm-hmm. There's Navish Audio. Those are the two that I know that are like recording. Mm-hmm studios yeah um and then there's a lot there's a few other places where people practice but I i'm not sure if there's like if the other places where people practice are also recording studios where people come in and make recordings do you know what i mean yeah
0: so it's just rehearsal spaces i, th- I
1: yeah mm-hmm. as far as i know
0: Yep. uh i know there's painters here yeah painters like for probably sure. a lot
1: mm, uh, definitely a few for yeah sure. photographers uh-huh yeah
0: this one's interesting there's a body shop yeah, downstairs, right below us. Yeah, where they you could smell just like painting cars and yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Yeah. Are there any other type of like? There's a furniture maker down the, at the end of the hall. Really? Yeah, just really like a solo furniture actually, maker. Yeah, uh, really cool guy. Like really, yeah. Sometimes we'll run into each other, but he's really. I cool. wonder if he has this like these trademark stickers. I don't stickers. Know. I'm sure he knows all about it. He's yeah. really good at his craft. You know, yeah. he's really good at. Yeah, his he training. would probably have way more history. Oh, my oh yeah, God. disclaimer.
0: Yeah. I'm not a journalist, so I didn't (laughs) cross-reference this article. Yeah. I was just, I read it and it fit my narrative.
1: Yeah. That's (laughs) how that
0: works. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about how, if you were trying to explain this to someone just in audio. Okay. Do you want to? No. What, what is the question? (laughs) Basically walk, kind of walk through the space. Oh, okay. You know, so like walking, starting from outside. What I'm seeing is a red door. Yes, a red door with a code on it. Uh huh. And if you knew that code,
1: well, then you'd be a special person. But we're not going to tell you that code over the yeah. podcast. Yeah. But if you know the code, you're in.
0: Yeah. Once you get into the code, you go Lucky up these. You. you go up these stairs. Yeah. The building's a little rundown. It's been around for oh, 1900. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's bound to be a little rundown. Go up the stairs. And then yeah. you hear bands rehearsing mm-hmm. here and there. You smell paint. Yeah. You're starting to get the vibe.
1: Yeah, definitely. This, like,
0: energy of, like, creation. Something's happening mm-hmm. in this building. Might be a little creepy at night if it's super silent and there's no lights. Yeah. But in its, like, hustle and bustle,
1: you, yeah, you feel Yeah, there's stuff. It. People are doing stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. It, like, there's times when you walk down the hall and you hear, a, um, like, a... Cabildo, one of the bands that's like playing like really awesome music and it's really like high energy, um, high energy, like dance. Yeah. uh, Like music. And then you're yeah. Then you walk down and you hear like a a punk band and then you hear a psych band and then. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: It's so cool because you can just you don't see them because the doors are closed. But when you're walking by, you're like, man, they're doing stuff over here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So when you walk into the studio. Yeah. It's basically a couple, like I broke it down into like different areas. There's like a chill area, a small like little dining area, a stop motion area. Yeah. And then a recording area. Okay. Yeah.
1: How,
0: how, how do you want to like, do you want to break down like those little areas?
1: Yeah. I, well, okay. So first of all, I think it's like the, this, it is one room. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one. These areas are pretty close together because it's Very all one close. big yeah. s- rectangular room. That's like, yeah. what is this? Would you say, like, probably like thirty feet by like twenty feet? Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah, that's fair. About like thirty by twenty. It's not a huge space. It's not. No. Yeah. Um, and everybody who comes in is like, oh, this is a lot smaller than it looks on the videos. Yeah, you got the wide because we have wide lens. angle lenses. Yeah. Right. And, um, And we just have to be really good about making use of the space. Um, But yeah, it's so it's kind of just like an accumulation of like of spaces that I've like built up over the Mm -hmm. years that I've had this. And it kind of started with like having, getting a like couch in here and then like this, like, what do you call this thing? A um, chase lounge, like a sectional type, a what lounge chase lounge. Oh, it's like a, it's like a, just Google Chase Lounge and you'll see. Okay. What it is. <laughs> it looks
0: like a sectional, like mini sofa.
1: Yeah. Where you can have your feet, your legs long. Right. Um, yeah. And so, like, those are like over here in one corner. Mm-hmm. And then I have, like, a little. This used to be a photography studio before I moved in here. And the person made a, a little changing room in the corner. Mm, out of this old door, and so yeah, so I, um I kept that little room. It, but and by room I mean like it's literally like four foot by four foot, yeah, with a curtain, if even, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And
0: that's kind of become your utility closet in some ways. Yeah, so like
1: the fridge and the microwave and stuff are yeah. back there. Um. And then the uh, and then I have like a little desk like out over like looking out the window, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, and so that's that that that's what I described as like half of the room. And so then yeah. there's um, and there's a big rug in the middle of it. A big, I, I think the rugs are like the most important part of any space. I put a lot of effort into these rugs. Per, like, is it Persian rug? I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's oh, it's like those rugs that you see, like you call it Oriental rug. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's like what you would see like offensive. the Grateful Dead like yeah. rocking at their shows. Yeah, Just, like, it's multiple, like an old like, ornate. An ornate rug. It's a you know what it was? Or Like a Turkish rug or something. Turkish, like? I think maybe. Yeah. Um you know the um the the rug if you want to know what this rug looks and feels like, look at the cover of John Mayer's Where the Light Is yes. album, yep. the live album in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of him with it's his like guitar. It's like a rehearsal space, yeah. yeah, standing on on a rug and when I was getting this space that I that we're in I thought of that picture and I looked at that picture and I said, I want that. It's, that needs to be. Oh my be. gosh. That's, it's essential. Yes. It is okay, so essential. You know what? Forget the studio tour. This rug yes. is what makes this space. It is. It really, All right? and there's two of, there's another. There's like a little brother of the of yeah. the big rug. Yeah. But I mean, it, it ties in, so when you're
0: watching it on video, it's like that rug. Yeah. Because it's just those, it's just that thing, that those patterns that you see in like a lot of like, Oh, musicians yeah. that like are just cool
1: yes i don't know what it is about like yes a, yeah a musician yeah like, i'm scrapping
0: this tour there's a recording desk there drums some sectionals but then it's like the rug the vibe that's what created this yes space that
1: there's something about that i'm gonna give you a high five yes. right now because that's dope uh-huh because like yeah musicians listening to this know if yeah. you're playing on a good rug you play oh, man. better <laughs> I'm Won't always be. like, I want a rug. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it could be like any color too. Like there's mm-hmm. different colors now. Did you know there's a mouse pad that's kind of like oh, this pattern? Great. That's sweet. That's yeah. Yeah.
1: Um That was it's, Yeah. <laughs> that's <was laughs> that a, a nice great. <laughs> that was really that needed to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. That
0: that was waiting and it just yeah. like <laughs> it shot us in the heart and was just like, Okay, yeah. that's what we need to talk about. Yeah. Um so this room is majority
1: a recording space. How did you yeah. find this place? Oh, I, so I, w- I actually moved to Grand Rapids in part because I knew that there were spaces like this okay. um, because I knew Aline who I said, um, I used to, she used to be my housemate. I knew that she had a, a space over here and I knew that uh, other musicians had um, recording spaces in similar buildings. Right, And I, I was kind of at a point where I was moving around. I was about, bopping around the state at a few different places and I um and I really wanted a a, a space like this and so I moved to Grand Rapids in Jan- uh in July uh, no it was in like June of 20 2000 some- 2013 I think mm-hmm. was it 2000 yeah I think it was 2013 and then I um well yeah and then i uh, that f- first couple months i was just like looking for a space like this and it was not that easy i was messaging a lot of musicians i was kind of like yeah looking around and
0: so it was like word of mouth like
1: yeah it, there was like spot. no there's no like craigslist for like rehearsal space yes yeah, you know what i mean i mean it's right? i mean you can you can search but it's it's not easy yeah. you know and i like yeah i put in the work and it um and i eventually like got found i messaged somebody who like i'd played music with before and he told me he gave me the um, landlord information for here because he knew someone who had a recording or practice space here
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um and yeah and it all it all worked out and i i man i'm so thankful i love talking about this because like i'm so thankful for this space you yeah. know what i mean like looking back on it over the last like this space like shaped my twenties and yeah. like my, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, I'm just so like grateful to have, to have gotten that when I did and got in like at a good price with it and everything. And now yeah. it's like, I've, we, we've been able to do really cool stuff here yeah. and it's like,
0: I'm just imagining like you, when you first moved into this space and like, I, I would think that there was certain parts of time where there really wasn't, it's not like what you're doing now, where you're just doing session once a week, twice a week, ten sessions a weekend. Yeah. But also like you sitting here, either creating your own music, mm-hmm. and just thinking, it's like somewhere in that time, yeah, Dogtown session was born. Yeah, definitely. somewhere I don't know where. Yeah, I, you can't. I don't know if you can pinpoint it out oh, where you not, yeah. you were sitting on your what's that called uh chase lounge chase lounge yeah <laughs> sitting there you know th- i'm looking just picturing space, yeah. picturing this in my head robbie
1: chilling yeah. on the chase lounge yeah
0: and then going oh, session.
1: yeah definitely you i know? think it's like as soon as this, this place started looking i i you know what it was is like going back to the rug <laughs> yeah <laughs> as soon as you're sitting in that chase yes. lounge and you look across the studio and you see a nice rug mm-hmm. you're like this could go places yes. with video yes with recording Yes, And then I think that the idea for doing Dogtown Sessions has been around before the name Dogtown was even around. It was around there since I was, you know, since initially making this space look cool and feel cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that this conversation, it's just like, for me, it's itching to get to the feel section. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the last section, but it's like, if there was like a summary of what this thing is, it's all about the feel yeah you know yeah so like it, it's like magnetized toward the feel uh-huh. you know when it comes it, to the yeah rugs. you can't really
1: talk about other things in isolation yeah. from that so what is the next yeah the next are section we, are we on to the next f i don't mean to yeah no
0: you. yeah that's perfect okay, the next cool. uh section is function okay you know when it comes to the oh, space yeah. oh my gosh what you know what was your main function for the space from the from the jump and then also where it is now
1: yeah so i okay so when i uh, when I first started, I was. Uh, Tito and I are both musicians, and that's the world that we come from. And that um, when I first started, there was I didn't I wasn't doing any I wasn't thinking about video at all. I was mm-hmm. just making a space where I could play music and like rehearse with my bands. And um, I wasn't I wasn't really thinking that much about recording. I guess, actually I guess I was. I, w- that summer that I moved here, I, it was the summer that I bought the the four track tape recorder mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, so I, I was thinking about recording from the jump, um, but strictly it, recording audio. But like yeah, it was you just weren't audio. even in video was, world th- yet. Video was a few years away still. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I. Uh, yeah, so at first it was just primarily the function was just being a, a place to rehearse, a place to record audio, and a place to make music, um, and it's then. Um, then more video stuff came in and it's as far as function goes I think I think you we can't talk about function without talking about how Tito and I really Tito okay this Tito got me into this into Casey Neistat in what like 20 20- you
0: answered my next question okay good what was your inspiration when it comes to function
1: <laughs> yeah definitely and so um the first vid, the first Casey Neistat video that you sent me was mm-hmm. Casey Neistat's wildly functional studio. Yeah. Which I watch probably yeah. like once every year or something. Um,
0: so Casey Neistat is this ridiculously popular YouTuber. Now he's mm-hmm. a YouTuber, uh, previously a filmmaker. He had some stuff go big on like HBO. Yeah. Um, but the last three or four years, maybe longer, um, he really focused on YouTube videos. He did yeah. this like daily vlog. And Robbie and I were there from the beginning. Yes. I mean, now yes. he has like 12, 13 million subscribers. Yeah. We were there at like, I don't even know how many. It wasn't we, even a million. It oh, wasn't no. even 100,000. It wasn't 100,000. Yeah. No. I don't know how I found him. I stumbled upon him. I just... His brain, the way he thought when it came to studio space and like mm-hmm. functionality yes, was completely different from like the, the typical like recording studio with pristine equipment and like yeah, sterile uh, environment. Exactly. He just had a different feel. Yep. So sorry, go
1: ahead. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's like, that's, and that was his thing is all just like the homework from this podcast is just go watch that mm-hmm. YouTube of like Casey Knight's that's Wildly Functional Studio. Mm-hmm. Um yeah and it's the whole that it's it's hard to overstate the influence that that um way of thinking has had on creating this studio um because it's just his concept behind it is that you have you have to break down the amount of barriers between idea and execution Mm -hmm. and so um and so if you have Because his idea is to be able to execute as much and as often as frequently as with as little resistance as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like
0: spark creativity. And it's just like, boom, it's right there. Yep. And you do it.
1: Yep. And you don't have to, you don't have to wait an hour. You don't have to like have this something that allows you to talk yourself out of it or Mm -hmm. allows you to, you know, take time. So that the original thrust of the idea is gone. Right. Which
0: takes two seconds for you to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, exactly. You think of an idea, me. Yep two seconds it'll take me and be like no i'm not gonna do that
1: yeah and yeah and so it's like if you have this idea of like oh i i you know what i i should uh this this would be it would be great to have like a little table here for this video so that we could put this and this on it Mm -hmm. and um and in that time like in casey neistat's studio like his his like his angle grinder and his saw or whatever, Mm -hmm. and his drill are already plugged in. Yeah. They're not, it's not like they're in a box and you have to dig them out. You have to dust them off, plug them in, see if they still work, find the right drill bit. His stuff is all plugged in and it's hung up waiting. And you just grab it off the wall. You're like, okay, you know what? It would be great to have a table. Let's do it right now. Before we, before we lose track of our train of thought of our creative spark, you pull it, pull the drill off the wall. It's already, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and that is the idea is that the more the the less barriers, even those small ones that don't mm-hmm. necessarily seem like barriers, your stuff should just be ready to go at all times. Yeah. And because that um that like searching for something, not knowing where it is and searching for it can take a half an hour. And in that half an hour, your like excitement and your like gusto about this idea can be gone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's important to like have everything really like you know where it is have it organized in a way where it's like you know where it is you know that if i if you're thinking of an idea and there's like five steps you're going to know that okay step 1 is right here jump over do that quick step mm-hmm. 2 over here jump over do that quick um yeah and you can just go through those and not have it take longer than it needs to
0: yeah yeah and i think like it it might seem like if you watch this video <coughs> it might seem like you can mistake it for like a mess, mm-hmm. but it's really like it's it's wildly functional. Yes, it, it's, yeah, it's it's very meticulously put together, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it it took a lot of trial and error. Where it was like he needs this angle grinder at this specific location of the wall. Yeah, because he uses that the most. You know, so like yeah. when he puts stuff on shelves, the most used items are the one that's easiest to reach. Those are yep. the things that. Um, Robbie and I are trying to do with our own spaces in Dogtown Studio is it's always this changing thing based on the use of what we use the most. Exactly.
1: Yep. Yep. And you learn as you go and you, and the thing is, is like with the way that it applies to the sessions a lot is that if the reason that we're able to do a session every week is that it is wildly functional. If it wasn't wildly functional, if every week was a matter of like digging stuff out plugging it in, yeah. it like finding the right mics for the drums, getting them all, getting all the things set up. Mm-hmm. Like if that would feel like very cumbersome to do every week. Yeah, But it's not cumbersome if you know exactly where everything is and it's just a quick, mm-hmm. okay, that, 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 yeah. that, let's go. Yeah, We don't have to, you know, you're, then that way it goes back to our original yardstick of like, what are you spending the hours of your life doing? We don't want to spend the hours of our life setting up plugging in mm-hmm. digging out stuff trying to look for stuff we want to spend the hours of our life chilling with friends and creating and right. the 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 less time the setup takes the less cumbersome and the less laborious that process is mm-hmm. the more easier it is to to have a fun yeah recording session the every more, week after the week, more after
0: energy week. i have to be able to interact with a band exactly. and see how they're feeling about stuff, what they need, be more attentive to what they need. Cause I mean, exactly. when you're, when you're trying to facilitate a session, it's just important for you to just be attentive of what the band needs. Oh yeah, definitely. Little or big or small. And it's, it's when you're, you know, it's, it's a part of the process, right? It's it is, like yeah. hooking up the microphones, micing it, getting levels right that's just going to be a part of it. Yeah. But if you could streamline that, it's a huge yes. huge, it's a, huge thing.
1: It's a huge it's so yeah, it's a, it's a really big a lot more than I u- realized mm-hmm. when I was younger. That that streamlining is very Yeah. it's so beneficial. It yeah. is so beneficial. And
0: it and it's what's great is it's we're still constantly trying to ev- evolve and yeah, improve. Yeah, exactly. Not just like it's not like a perfect setup yet. Yeah. But you you're, you're but working it's getting on closer it closer and closer. Yeah. And I it. think I'm going to plant the seed here a little bit where down the line, something that this studio does really well is work within its limitations. Yes. There's so many different examples that we can talk about, like on another episode where mm-hmm. the limitations is what gives us power to yes. be more creative Definitely. with the space, with this little space that we have.
1: Yeah, it's a little It's a, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of but like
0: when you watch the videos, that's why when bands go, oh,
1: this is bigger than
0: I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, it's it's because we're utilizing every single inch. Yes, in definitely. different ways. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's super cool. Yes,
1: yeah, definitely. All it's right, so exciting.
0: You ready for the feel section? Yes. So yes, we ran through go. we ran through the foundation. Talked a little bit about what this building was. The form, how it looked, mm-hmm. the function, how we're using it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, this is what Dogtown's about.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. It, it's a huge priority to us to create a feel because that's something that people can't explain. Yeah. But for some reason, they remember.
1: Yes, definitely. Right?
0: And I've only been in Grand Rapids for a year and a half. And I visited Robbie a couple times when I lived in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I walked into your studio and my f- my initial reaction. And you might be numb to it now because it's your studio. It's your space. Uh-huh. You, maybe not. Maybe you still see it with Childlike Wonderment. But okay. when I first saw it, I was just like, wow, good. That's this awesome. is just cool. Yes. Good. It's probably the rugs.
1: Yeah, that's that <laughs> but like
0: Sorry. how I wrote it, I wrote it on my notes here. It's like a space that my 16 year old self would be freaking out about.
1: Yes, that's what I want to hear. You know what I mean? That is like, that's what's up, you know, it's yeah. like, that's what I want is I want that the I want to do the thing that I really wanted to do when I was like young and I was starting out with music and I was like, this would be the coolest thing ever. And I don't, you know what I mean? It's easy to let that dream be kind of like diluted and washed away and like, yeah, whatever. And, uh, but to hear you say that that is what made, do you think of makes me very happy? Yeah.
0: Because it's like you, you could tell you, you have great care for this space Mm -hmm. because it's not just like stuff thrown around everywhere. Yeah. Because you're working for functionality. It also creates the aesthetic. And this is something that uh, Casey Neistat does really well is through his function. Mm -hmm created an aesthetic yeah you know a lot of it he learned from uh his mentor tom Sachs. yes oh my gosh we'll talk about them at some point too but they have similar aesthetic definitely do but you know when you walk in it's like you could tell that you took the time i mean you walk in there's the couch there's the rugs there's there's shelving um there's a row of shelvings in the back here but it's covered with like this curtain Yeah. yeah and it's like you're, you know, you're trying to make it look nice and yeah. then you're trying to make it look homey at sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, there's candles. Mm-hmm. It it just feels it's very inviting.
1: Good. Yeah. That's what's hot.
0: And I, I feel like if, if you were a band walking in, you know, you might expect the name Dogtown Studio and might have an idea of like what a studio looks like. Yeah. But you walk in, you're like, oh, this is different.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's really good to hear. That's really refreshing to hear. Yeah. Is it's yeah, I think it's so much of it. Is there's just so much that can't be conveyed with like words or like language or YouTube tutorials or yeah. like, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. a, there's a certain kind of there's a certain kind of um, there's stuff that you can communicate to somebody else through like brainy academic, academic words through like that kind of theoretical language there's there's some things that you can transport from your experience to someone else's through through those means Mm -hmm. but there's other things that have to be kind of transported through feeling and through the heart and through um through other means other than written or spoken word yeah and um and i think that music is like the like the the main thing of that that's what we love about music is that it can communicate these things that it's not it's that, that common can, thread yeah that like everybody can understand yeah where it's like i can communicate something to you that i couldn't communicate in words mm-hmm. i could communicate this feeling that was like that yeah. and it's like you can't you're like trying to say it yeah. but it just comes out as like ironically you know? we're
0: talking about it on a podcast yeah exactly you know? like how to try to explain this feeling exactly in words Exactly. And that's a challenge as communicators, as mm-hmm. artists. I mean, that's what we're trying to do, right? Trying yeah. to see the in the first episode. You were like, see the world through our lens or something. Yeah. That, that one artist. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's just being in the space. Yes. Helps with that. It does. Yes. And definitely. when when you know when bad bands walk in, when I walked in for the first time, man, that takes a lot of time and work for you to get to a spot where you can make this space feel like something good yeah you know sometimes it might just be luck or whatever but like there's mm-hmm. something here
1: yes yeah definitely um, and it's like that that informs the what comes out of a place i think like the sense of place is like so important in like music history like mm. there, especially like in um in like in further back you can think of really important place like f- physical geographical places in music like the, like abbey road motown oh are you is this tito's pointing you to are us notes amazing right now. <laughs> you are incredible
0: yeah okay, okay let me tie go, this in yeah so I'm, I'm tying it back to that first article that i was reading right when it was yeah. asking you know how did grand rapids become yeah like furniture city the last part was in an interesting an interesting way that he put it he says Perhaps the most fascinating aspect of the success of Grand Rapids furniture industry is that there were no real reasons for it. Hmm. Michigan had an abundant supply of wood, and the Grand River that the city was built around provided easy transportation. However, many competing locations had similar resources. Hmm. It seems much like Detroit's auto industry. It was instead the result of a group of remarkable people coming together in one place. That's awesome. So there wasn't really a solution to like that answer uh, that, that question. There wasn't an answer to that question of how <laughs> did this become Why? whatever. Yeah. I'm sure there's some historical fact somewhere. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not a journalist. This is what the article yeah. said. When you look at like a building, it's just bricks and yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. And like drywall. But when you think about spaces that are created because of people yeah like you you said it motown i I have it here hitsville usa yeah it's just this house
1: yes uh, yeah totally where
0: you know the funk brothers yes where exactly. they just
1: created motown yeah uh-huh
0: it's just this group of people created a feel yes and made something new that we can all Kind of understand without words.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Abby Road. I have, I have that on there. Oh my there. gosh!
1: Yeah, totally. And it's like there's yeah, there's places like, just like th- it's so awesome to like look at like these place like place geographical places where like that had an influence on the music that had a mm-hmm. you know what I mean Muscle Shoals, like the Crossroads in Mississippi, like yeah, all of these all of these places, and it's like the. It, um, yeah i don't know like and i'm watching this like i'm oh my gosh the best documentary that i've seen like the only documentary that i've seen for the last week i've watched eight hours of it the country music documentary Ooh, yeah by ken burns yeah. and so the first eight hours came out last week the next eight hours come out this week i love it i'm so into it because there's so much of this there's so much of like a certain music being born out of a certain place in a certain, you know, a certain intersection of different cultures, mm-hmm. giving birth to a music of that,
0: place. and it takes on its own life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's it's just amazing to see that in in music history, and it's I love to see, and it's like, and I feel like that it, um, things can be really placeless in a digital society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That sense of like of place of connection to a place can can really Get lost in the in the uh, transfer or whatever you do. Know what I mean, it can get lost in translation. But I think that it's something that's I really want to to be cultivating that sense of place and connection with music, yeah. and not to let that get lost with all this new technology. You know, yeah,
0: that's the perfect place to land on because you know we've gone through just this space and what it means for us, like the mm-hmm. history of it, but it. it it's also like now that all these bands are becoming part of this space. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to know that like. We all remember this space now as this thing. Yeah. And it, it's kind of cool to me that like down the line, there's almost this like historical video evidence of what happened in this room.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know,
0: and, you know, if you were a part of a Dogtown session or even just watching it, It'd be cool to be like, wow, that could be like, years from now, I could see this in a Ken Burns documentary yeah. about this cool movement in
1: Grand Rapids with yeah. Dogtown Sessions. And there was this, there was a, a place that a lot of people intersected through at different times. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I really mean, happy to have that.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows what this this room mm-hmm. will be in the future? Yeah, you know, like, what if it turns into another studio that like, but there's a history here now yeah. that like you can't
1: yeah, take a, away. Exactly. And a lot of the reason, one of the things that really kind of pushed me over the edge of like, this has to, this series, this Dogtown Sessions series has to happen. And it has to happen now is like just this kind of awareness that, that we're not going to have this building forever. Probably. You know what I mean? Mm. Just, there's so much gentrification, so much development happening on the West side of Grand mm. Rapids. And we're like, right in a really like the college is expanding over here grand valley is expanding and and we're located in a really awesome spot and it's like sadly it feels like it's just a matter of time before this gets torn down and turned into a you know or whatever like a brewery or whatever it will be Mm -hmm. um and i just really wanted to i love this space and i really wanted to make the absolute most of it while we can and just really have as much as many as much creation happen here as have as much get as much use out of this place yeah while we can and not so we don't if it is gone one day we don't regret it you know we didn't we don't regret not doing something yeah i mean
0: yeah and and, you know if the city was once called furniture city Mm -hmm. now it's called beer city You know, I feel like our little mark in the history books. Yeah. It's just like this little cool spot. Yeah. Where in this building with so many talented artists and different like technical vocations and like disciplines. Yeah. Are all coming together and like building something cool. Yeah. Like on their own. Mm -hmm. It's just a part of it. And in the same way that like, you know, with the furniture, with like that triangle trademark. Yeah. It says made in Grand Rapids. And there was like this sense of pride with it. Yeah. I, I feel like when I watch a video that's Dogtown. Yeah. And I hope when whoever's watching any of our videos or mm-hmm. is a part of that band, I want them to feel and have that pride of that was made at Dogtown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, that's like totally it like ties into what we were talking about in our last episode with that quote from Maya Angelou Like mm-hmm. success is oh, I wish I could remember this quote it for word for word. Do you remember it? It was like something like what you success is uh, Liking what you do. No success is like like loving yourself Loving liking what, what you
0: do and, liking and liking like liking how, how, how you do, do it. it. Right. Yes,
1: and it's like I just like like the idea of like, we're doing something that we're like, we like what we're doing. We yeah. like how we're doing it. We can be proud of it. Yeah. And I can look at it and be like, that's Dogtown Yeah. This is who we are. And say it with pride. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah. So that was, do you have any final thoughts on that? That was basically what I had. It's awesome. just like this amazing, this feel. I love that it gravitated towards the rug and the feel. Yeah. Like,
1: it's all about the feel. Totally. Because that's,
0: that's really where I wanted to funnel it to is just, I'm super grateful to be a part of this thing. I'm sure just as like other people are. I love the fact that you went to earthworks and met all of these talented people Mm -hmm. got to know who you are. Yeah. Just who we're about, what we're about. Totally. And hopefully they get that feel that you might not be
1: able to put a finger on, Yeah, but it's
0: like, something's good there.
1: Yeah. There's like, that's like a form of knowledge, you know, it's like not all knowledge is knowledge that you can, transfer through a book or through whatever it's like this is a certain form of knowing of something that you can know about the world through the way that it feels and like Mm -hmm. and i hope that and it's something that i i can confidently say that a lot of the bands who we've worked with like feel that and like they're like when we're talking about this they're like yes that yeah and they're um
0: i hope it comes through when you're listening to us talk about
1: it yeah
0: you know whoever is listening to this if we recorded you at some point you know, I hope when we say, we hope that you feel it. Yeah. I hope you know what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I hope so. And I that's hope the kind of mark
1: so. that I, you know, that's what I want to be doing. It's like leaving yeah. that. It's like, I don't. Yeah.
0: And there's no like numbers or stats on that. Exactly. There's no, yeah, there's, there's no, no yardstick or currency on like how it feels, you know, yes. like, but yeah. you know it when you know it. Uh-huh. Totally. You know, so you we're know. just going to keep sure. honoring that. I think, you know, it's just like, When it hits you and you're like, this is right. Yeah. You have to follow that gut intuition. Definitely. Something good is happening here.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're going to keep trying to... Yeah. ...keep doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I appreciate... I appreciate what you're what you did with the uh with the alliteration and everything yeah before. that was a great little roadmap for that conversation yeah good job man yeah
0: if i couldn't think of a, an f word i would have been screwed yeah i would have been like oh well it's different letters now yeah no good job dude. <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah so thank you for listening to episode five of the dogtown podcast
1: yeah we'll see you thank later you. see you bye bye